You are listening to Career Up Now Socially Distanced Close-Ups. Let's jump in on the conversation. It's an interesting time. Uh, given what we know now, um, we probably still would have made a decision to start the company, but uh, certainly would have thought more about it. When you started your career, did you envision yourself in a position that you are now? So a co-founder of a company in this industry? Not at all. Um, I started my career very in a very different industry. I have a degree in nursing. My career started in a hospital. So I, I worked in a hospital in intensive care. That was my very first career. Um, and healthcare is certainly something that's been a passion for a long time. After I worked in the hospital, I continued to work in healthcare even after leaving the hospital and going into consulting for over 20 years. But um, I always thought I would work for a company. And, and that always felt like that's just what you do. You get a job and you move up the career ladder and that's what you do. And, and the idea of starting something on your own is so different that, no, if you told me three, even three years ago that I would be starting my own company, wouldn't have believed you. So how did you get there? What was the journey? How did you arrive to this decision? It's been a long and interesting journey. As I said, I, I worked for a consulting company for over 20 years, actually close to 22 years. Um, I started getting restless in my career. I worked in several industries. I worked in two countries. So I started my career with consulting in the US. I moved to Australia for 10 years with the same company. And I came back to the US three years ago, again, with the same company. So doing that via transfer. And the opportunities that consulting has provided me have been amazing. And I've I've gotten to do so much. However, probably right around the time that I transferred back to the U.S., I started thinking, is this what I'm going to do for the rest of my career? Because I'm not done quite yet. And there are many things I still want to do. But is this what I'm going to continue doing? Because if I want to make a change... I should probably make a change fairly soon because it takes time to get established in a new industry or in a new company. And this entire time, my thought was, well, I'm just going to go into a smaller company because I wanted to make more of a difference somewhere. And as I was interviewing, what struck me is that culture, the company culture and the way they do business is super important to me. And I'm not willing to compromise on that. And while there were job offers, I didn't feel like there was alignment on culture and there was alignment on how I like to work. And that's what really pushed me to think about, okay, if I can't find a place where I would love to work, then could I create that place? I found that it it is so important to me to one, work for a company who has a healthy culture, a really fantastic inclusion and diversity. I had spent many years being either the only woman in the room or one of two women in the room of 25 men. And I really, I really believe that diversity makes us 
better and more successful and more innovative? And that was one of the first questions that I was asking. So when the interview came to what questions do you have? <laughs> Uh, my questions were always, do you have women in executive roles and may I speak with them? And what are you doing for inclusion and diversity and how would you describe your culture? And I found that a lot of the people that I was speaking to were floundering on those questions and that was, it was just not something I was willing to overlook. So it, that's where the idea of creating a place that I could mold and create the culture that I would be happy with, that's when the idea started forming. And so how did you go? Because I think that's a lot of the challenges out there for entrepreneurs is you have an idea and it's a great idea, uh, but how do you let go uh, of that, I, I guess, idea of working in the corporate space and make the switch and actually make it happen? It's scary. It's still scary. A year later, I still have doubts. Some weeks are great. Today was a great day. Uh, some days, like there was a day last week that was full of doubt. And, you know, I've, I've never been a founder. I'm, I'm a, I guess, a startup founder late in life. Uh, so it's an interesting situation to be in where I know what I'm used to. I'm used to that corporate structure and, and I know exactly how that works. Whereas now I am one of two co-founders and one of three employees and it's completely different. However, and yes, it's scary because uh, I don't know if we're going to succeed or fail, but I am so happy working one with people that I like, to being able to choose to work with clients that I really love. And three, just being able to do what I think is useful and helpful to others and be able to give back. And that is super important. Are there days where I think, oh my God, what have I done? There are, but it's so good to have the support around me of my co-founder who is exceptionally supportive and is there to help get me off the ceiling when I jump up and also the support of my family. And has your co-founder started businesses in the past or were you a, did you have kind of a mentor and a guide in this process? He did have a business in the past, a similar business that he ran in Australia. So uh, I have that opportunity to be with and learn from someone who has done this before and also work with working with startups and offering our services to startups as well as being an advisor to startups. It's so interesting to see how they're running their business and how we are approaching business as brand new founders later in life. Starting it up again about a year before the pandemic, what are the challenges or maybe opportunities that you see with the pandemic and then not you know on your business but also maybe on the industry at large the changes have been overwhelming because what we do and what we what we designed to do was designed to be done in person or mostly in person so what we do is some coaching some executive retreats 
working with with founders, with startups, as well as with large and medium businesses on strategy, as well as on leadership development and developing their people, which when you think of those things, you do them in person, right? You do executive retreats in person. You set the company strategy for the year in person. And we are no longer able to do that. However, what this situation forces you into is to innovate. And, and, and I love that word. I think it's a bit overused. So everybody's talking about innovation and pivoting and pivoting. I don't necessarily think we pivoted because to me, that means moving away from. We haven't moved away from the core of our business. We changed. Our content is still the same. Our knowledge is still the same. What we do is still the same. We just changed our delivery method. Everything that we have been doing in person, we are now doing through the screen. Is the experience different? It certainly is. Do I wish we were in person? Absolutely. However, this is what we have to work with. And, you know, we're, we're innovating and testing things just as our clients are doing the same. And ultimately, I feel like our services, probably the, the learning studio services, are so needed because we're missing that connection that you get when you're in person. So I think with that, we're able to provide a space for people to connect and to share ideas, and we're able to provide a structure for that. And I, and I really love it. I think people are missing that connection some are grieving that connection those who are extreme introverts are probably very happy um, but it's still that that connection with your colleagues is so important and the ability to exchange ideas so i really love to be able to provide that when we bring together teams that that haven't ever met and we bring them together on skype within the same organization skype sorry just dated myself on <laughs> Zoom, Teams, and any other, any other teleconferencing medium, when we bring those teams together and we're able to introduce people or say, oh, actually, we work together, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an ability to create a new community, and I love that. I think we all need that connection right now. Um, so just switching gears a little bit, what are the resources that helped propel and shape your career? Um, so as you were morphing from nursing to consulting to being a co-founder, what are some of the resources that were helpful to you in that journey? Mentors, whether um, formal or informal mentors, have been super important and I've always been fortunate to have those people in my life. Um, formal mentors, I was fortunate that the consulting company that I worked for really believed and still believes in formal mentors. So somebody within the organization who is senior to you, whom you do not report to, so there isn't that conflict, but who can help you guide your career. So somebody you can speak to about, here's what I want to do next. How do I navigate who is who in the zoo and how do I, you know, organizations can be really complex. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so that in terms of professional development that way, I think that was really important to have someone who knew the organization and who could help through the organization to help guide me in terms of, okay, I really, I'm really focused on getting to the next level or somebody who, could, who would say, okay, well, what is more important right now? It is, is it more important to stay in the industry that you're in or is it more important to get to the career level you're in? Which when someone asked me that when I was trying to get to that partner level, that was a massive light bulb moment of, oh, I, I didn't even realize that was an option. Could I jump into a completely different industry? Could that increase chances of promotion? The formal mentors have always been present in my 20 plus year career. Informal mentors have been equally amazing because formal mentors are very much focused on the company and the company culture. And that's great. And you need that to navigate, but your informal mentors or my informal informal mentors is where I really looked to, well, what else is there outside of the company culture? What are other interesting aspects of being a leader that I can learn that are outside of my company? What are some interesting things that I can bring in? And for that, I, I truly believe you need both. So can you think of a, of a teachable moment or a mistake or failure that helped you kind of reassess where you were and, and pivot directions? Mistakes have been a plenty, but th that's not to, you know, that, that's not a self-flagellation sort of thing. That's how we learn. As people, we, we learn from mistakes. If everything is going hunky-dory and everything is perfect and we're hitting every milestone, then where's the learning? So there have been many moments, personal and <laughs> professional, where I have either made the wrong decision or stumbled, but it, it's always a learning opportunity. And, and that is how I look at any and all of my missteps and multiple mistakes. It's a learning opportunity. If you had to pick one value, what is one core value that guides your life? Um, I've been told many times that I am very direct, which is true. My first inclination is to say candor because I am very direct and open. I truly am what you see is what you get and sometimes a bit too direct. But I think it's trust and transparency are extremely important to me and have become more so as I move on in my career and life. It's being able to trust anyone I'm around and being able to be myself in a professional environment is exceedingly important. Transparency for me every day, it is extremely important. Being truthful and being open and honest both in personal and professional life and something I speak to my daughters about quite often. And you talked uh, quite a bit about mentorship. Why do you think mentorship programs like Career Up Now are very important, maybe specifically Career Up Now are very important? I think mentorship programs are extremely important. As I said, mentors, formal and informal, are so important 
to one's career development, it, it's important to find diverse mentors that can show you different career paths that you can take. It's hard to find a mentor and it's hard to connect with a mentor, right? Um, especially early on in your career. How do you come up to someone and just say, will you be my mentor? It is, you know, that's, that's difficult to come up to somebody that you potentially work with or somebody who is your, your boss's boss or, or somewhere in that leadership team. It is difficult. So I think it's super important for mentorship organizations that can provide that opportunity for someone to connect with a mentor and do that in a really safe, safe and comfortable environment and provide the ability for people to connect with someone who looks like them someone whom they can be comfortable with, comfortable connecting and speaking with. Because sometimes in our workplace, and, and I've experienced that, um, as I said, sometimes I was the only woman in the room. I really wanted to have a female mentor, and that was difficult. In the late 90s, that was tough to come by. So I think it's, as I said, really important to be able to have an opportunity to connect with a mentor that has similar values, that potentially looks like you, that maybe has a similar career, or maybe has a career that is in, in a completely different stratosphere. So that opportunity to connect, I think, extremely important. And connect outside of your workspace so that there can be a difference of opinion that you can have access to. So just to wrap up our conversation today, is there anything that maybe we didn't talk about or I didn't ask about that you think would be great advice to pass along to somebody who is growing in their career and looking at the next opportunity uh, that you can think of? Um, what I would say is be brave. If you're thinking, what if, at least explore it. I almost didn't. And that what if question would have been forever in my mind. I'm so glad I took this step of coming out of my comfort zone, which was corporate, very structured, large corporate. Um, I knew exactly how to operate in that structure. And it was so scary to step out into, you know, a small business that, that I'm, I'm, I'm running with a co-founder. However, if I didn't, it that what if would have hung around for a long, long time. So it's, I think to me, if there's something that you feel strongly about, if something is aligned with your values and is so important to you, then at least explore it, at least give it a shot. It could be an amazing opportunity.